Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website. Head over to shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast, where we've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hi folks, Gordon Brewer here, and if you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind the Practice of Therapy podcast, which is part of the Sightcraft Network of Podcasts, and I'm so proud to be part of this network along with Aaron and Nathan and the Shrink Think podcast and the great work they are doing to help people in their journeys. And if you haven't discovered the Practice of Therapy podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd love for you to join us as we explore the business and clinical sides of running a private practice. And be sure to check us out at practiceoftherapy.com for all the great resources and free webinars to help you in your own private practice journey. Hey everyone, welcome to the Shrink Think podcast. We've got a little bit of a different episode here. I mean, it's the same. It's all the same, you know, fresh new content. It's us, of course. And if you are not on YouTube, you should be because we are now on YouTube. Exactly. Video. Which is weird because people keep telling us like, I want to see you guys. And like, why? (laughs) Why? I (laughs) see me all the time (laughs) and I don't want to. (laughs) And it's not that exciting. Exactly. But... If you're not on YouTube, head over to our YouTube channel and you can actually watch this episode there with some like behind the scenes stuff that is not on the podcast. If you're listening to this, you missed a lot of stuff. So head over to YouTube. (laughs) And the other thing, too, is like, okay, maybe you listened to this on your commute and you're like, oh, that was some good stuff. Wait, and it's on YouTube. I should go watch it. Yeah, it's cool because you can watch it and relearn that stuff as like a secondary. Like the first time it's like you just sort of a drop it on the soil and the next time it's like you stamp it in right, your brain right and what you don't realize is you can literally see our words coming out of our mouth which is only a therapist thing exactly it's actually a lie or a youtube thing with captions because yeah. we might start doing that as well so today we are going to be talking about observing versus reacting and it's kind of more complicated than that really it comes from an instagram post uh, for an account that I follow, a dude that just released his book. It's pretty awesome. I repost his stuff all the time. I think it's awesome. But it's really, I, I talk to people about this all the time because it has immense power. And even I posted this to my personal account. And I said, hey, if you only read one of my posts, like if you skip over everything, just read this one because it's very life-changing. I think it's awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. And then we're going to unpack it and talk about it. This is from Young Pueblo, Young underscore Pueblo, verified account. And he released a book. I think it's called Lighter is what it's called. Um, So it goes like this. Manage your reactions, but do not suppress your emotions. The unconscious habit pattern is to take a tough situation and elevate the intensity of what happened in your mind, which turns a hard moment into something much worse. 
Part of growing into maturity and reclaiming your power is taking ownership over the reactions that are happening in your mind. And I call this like in your imagination. So there's like this real world that's happening and then there's, there's your imagination. And those two are not the same. Much is uncontrollable, so there is no way to create a life where there is an endless stream of pleasant situations, unless you do drugs. <laughs> Consistently. <laughs> Consistently. <laughs> right, you just stay high. <laughs> oh my gosh. The deeper your attachment is to pleasant moments, the more severe your reactions will be when unwanted things occur. Things can happen that are objectively bad, but you still need to check in with yourself and see if your reactions are making things harder than they need to be. They probably are. That was me, not him. <laughs> that would have been a great one. <laughs> Everything changes when you realize that the challenge itself isn't the toughest part. It is your reaction to the challenge that is filling your mind with tension and struggle. Or as one person said, it's like putting your finger in one of those Chinese finger traps and like trying to pull out and it's like, ah, just like it makes it worse, right? It's like that tension is what's making things worse. Before you can set yourself free, you first need to understand how you are impacting your own mind. Many people do not realize how they get stuck in a reactive loop, always allowing their perception of external events to dictate how they feel, without fully accepting that their real power emerges from training their mind to observe. If you spend more time observing instead of reacting, you start to notice how the absence of reaction also means the absence of tension. You spend your whole life reacting until you finally bring an awareness into your mental state and intentionally switched over to observing. Don't expect your ability to observe to become perfect overnight. It takes time and intention to break a habit that has been repeated countless times. And observation is not passive. It's an intentional redirection of your energy the essential step you must take before you can ask or before you can act skillfully. So this is from his newsletter, um, and I'm just going to give you the the promo here. Uh, you can sign up through the link in his bio, bio um, to read his new longer writings, or go to Young Pueblo. That's Y U N G P U E B L O dot Substack dot com. Absolutely worth it. So Nathan. What are your first thoughts? Let's talk about it. At the end there, one of the things that stuck out to me that I think is probably core to everything that you read is observation is not passive. It's this idea that in therapy, we have this um, thing you may have, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you may have heard it at some point, this idea of the parallel process that we all have, which is basically the context that you are in along with all of your life experiences that have occurred already. So whatever's being said, you are hearing whatever's being said through the filter of your mind of every other thing that you've ever had an experience of in your entire life. And what... So that's why we're so messed up. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> that's why you are. But... <laughs> Uh, yeah now i know okay thank you <laughs> moving on <laughs> this way to the yeah so the the idea here is in a simple way that i'm would unpack is is the active awareness of that it's like this radical acceptance of that reality so rather than just simply 
like going along with the situation, you end up participating more directly in it by the way he's talking about it. Is that what? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, let me see if I can get there here. So to me, like, there's this first step of you gotta well first recognize that you've got these reactions. So okay, I'll get to where you're at with yep. like in these sort of successive steps here recognize that you've got these reactions and you're doing that to yourself. It's not just like, no, but it's happening and I'm having these reactions as a result of blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm powerless over it. It's like, no, 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 you are allowing yourself to react. And that's something that you can control. And so if you can control that, then you can separate those reactions and continue to observe. And that observation process is a power and it's a very intentional process that you can take that will separate all of the, I think this is what you're saying, all of the kind of your past stuff in those reactions so that you're only observing what's presently here, not through the filter of all that past stuff, but through the filter of this is just literally what's happening right now. I, I would add to that that um, it's, it is about the presence, but at the same time, what you're noticing, you're observing your reaction, right? You're observing your your history. So you're also then aware of maybe you have an intense reaction and you become aware of it. So what he's suggesting is, is that you become aware of this intense reaction. And at that point, you have some decisions to make because now you're you're focused in on how you're experiencing the context, which might mean not simply separating it out like what you were saying. It might mean that you, that you end up having to highlight it and say something like, um, you know what, I'm, I'm having trouble hearing you right now because I'm very aware of, of a few experiences that I've had in the past that right now are kind of flooding me. So mm -hmm. I probably need to, we probably can't have this conversation. That, but it, whether or not you could observe it, because at that point, your um, observation is intentional. You're looking at what's going on inside of you. And you're also doing something with it rather than just getting flooded, for example, missing some of the conversation, pretending to be there, the conversation's still going, you now, like you missed it, you missed some of it, um, and you don't know why and you don't, and you don't necessarily care and you just kind of move on. So it becomes, you become more of an active participant in what it is that's going on uh, in any given conversation, if, but you have to be intentional. So one more thing is like just the some of the science behind this is what I've said I don't know how many times different in different podcasts is this idea of the neocortex which is the the frontal frontal neocortex which is the top part of our brain is our mind that is what is our mind it's the thing that organizes the organ of the brain right so what he's suggesting is it it kind of forces you to stay up there so you can so you can do the organization of your mind because if not you're just blown around in the wind yeah and I, to, to add to that it seems like then the blowing around the wind you would i would call that like i don't have self-awareness meaning i'm not aware of what i'm thinking what i'm feeling what i'm experiencing where that's coming from so it's just happening right i don't have the ability to monitor myself regulate myself because it's just happening and I'm sort of allowing it to happen. And if those things are happening, then I'm not really in control of myself. Right. You're not, yeah, you're not an active participant. 
I'm just being passive to whatever my body, my brain, my history is telling me. And, and again, I like to use this kind of terminology of it's in my imagination, because if it's from the past, if it's whatever, all that other stuff, it's like what I'm afraid is happening or what I worry might be happening, what I think you're thinking about me or how I'm interpreting it, not necessarily how you actually mean it. So all of that sort of mm-hmm. imaginary mm-hmm. stuff is like happening to me. And I think that's the reality mm-hmm. when it's not. Right. And to be, it puts you in a reactive position because what will happen is if you're not being an active observer to yourself, when the other person responds to you based in all of that, because emo- what's happening is you, we are like, they, up, they upgraded this over the course of COVID of, of how much we non-verbally communicate to like 98% nonverbal, which means the other human across from you is picking up vibes. Right. Side note, by the way, um, whenever I have meetings, if it's just on a call, I, I can do that. But I have so much of an easier time if I can see the person because I can see like it just changes my interactions. It changes the effectiveness of that process for me because I can see you. It's a very, very noticeable. Yeah. So if the other person's responding to you in a way that's um, because you are responding from all this stuff that's in your past and you are not aware of it. Their emotions coming is is matching your entire life history of whatever applicable life history is happening emotionally for you in that moment. And then they make they make some kind of a comment in relationship to that, right? To which you're immediately defensive because you'd we weren't talking about blah blah blah. I didn't say yada yada, because they're coming off totally separate from you as far as you know. But if you are an active observer, you could explain something to the person. You could say, like, if they said, I can't believe you're so irritable about this or like whatever, you could say, well, truthfully, I can see why you're saying that. And I'm actually not. You're probably seeing me manage all this other stuff, which I'm not totally sure about, but it's there and it's not applying to this direct conversation. You're not reacting in that way. You're responding to what the person's saying. And that's like the difference between having a conversation with somebody and like if I'm just like really angry about something and I'm like, oh, I'm just was so upset. Like, I, I can't believe this, whatever. And you over there, you're getting like a little bit protective. You're getting a little bit nervous. You're backing away. And then I say, oh, I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad in general. At that moment, then you relax because you're like, oh, OK. So the, whatever is coming out, like you have some context for what's happening and I've got some awareness about what's happening and I, that I've shared with you and all of that we can put between us so that we can see, oh, you're not taking that out of me. You're just expressing it. So it's actually safe, right? It's right. safe for you to listen right. to. And that that's really key because that changes the interaction mm-hmm. um, and and it changes the direction of the interaction from something that's probably going to not go somewhere or go somewhere very positive. Two, it can actually go somewhere more productive. Right. I think one of the components of this that makes it possible, though, is what I would call radical honesty. It's this idea that you've observed something, you're aware of a feeling that's coming up because you're intentional, right? Well, you have to be honest with yourself and open to hearing where that's coming from. Because especially for some of you out there that have been in therapy for a while, and you naturally are more of an active observer, and something comes up that in your belief, I've already dealt with that. That can't be happening. Like, so you automatically check the box that that's not going on right now. So what else is it? It's like, well, um, accepting the, the direction that your mind went 
And it's just, just owning it and going like, I don't know why this is happening for this reason. I thought that was dealt with, but maybe there's a different flavor to this because that gives you the, the ability to calm down, to stay present, and then just to kind of invite it in, you know? And, and I, one thing, um, I don't know if you want to say anything about that, Aaron, but I'm, I'm very aware of like, this conversation is a buttload of work, like in any given situation, you know, it's like, you want me to be an active observer? How slow is this conversation? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, and as you're saying that, I think um, there are a couple of things that are really key when you're observing and you're noticing all that stuff that's happening. Um, it's important for you to, uh, if you can, if you can see that where it's coming from and put it in front of you with the other person, when you move it aside, and it doesn't mean it doesn't matter. It just means it's part of the conversation and we can speak directly to it. It requires absolutely, a, a and I, I just say it's a brutal honesty. You mm. can say radical honesty, but for me, it's like, I got to be brutally honest with myself mm. that this is what it is. And there has to be a natural curiosity and an openness to something that it, that you might not want it to be. I think people often have like a, well, it's not that, or it can't be that, or I don't want it to be that. Cause it, because if it were, that would mean, you know, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And instead, when you're brutally honest, you're like, whatever it means, that's what it means. And I just need to label it as that. And you got to be open to like, Hey, this is, you might be saying something as a speaker. And if I'm the listener, you might be saying something that is not what I think you're saying. And so if I'm moving some of those assumptions aside, and I continue to observe then, and I continue to listen, I'm going to actually gather more information from you than I previously was able to do. Cause I, I'm going to see beyond my own self. I'm going to see beyond my own assumptions. I'm going to see beyond my own reactions and I'm going to see and listen and hear what you might actually be saying that might be difficult for me. Maybe I don't like it. Maybe it's even just very, very different than what I imagined you would be saying. And that information is really powerful because now we're, I'm experiencing the real you and we're having the mm -hmm. real conversation about the real stuff, no longer the stuff that was in my imagination. And what you just said there at the end is exactly, I think, what the point that um, Jung Pueblo yeah, is trying to say in the sense of like what he's, what he's highlighting is this, there is the value of it is in and of itself. It's like, you are who you are and what you're doing by being intentional about that reality is you are able to be you knowing what is going on inside of you and being able to do that is going to make you more you everywhere not less you more you and also the thing i love about this too is that if the other person is doing the same thing um, if you're the uh, the observer or the listener, you're then going to see and experience the real mm -hmm. other person. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have a real connection, a deeper connection, because you're encountering each other authentically. There is only one of you. When you think about it, you are actually tremendously important as a human being. No one else on the face of the planet that you have not talked to can have the experience with you that the person that the people have been interacting with have and and by the way it's never happened before they've never had another experience like that but if you are just trying to be a cluster of what you think should be happening well yeah we can other, the other people can do that too and then that makes it to where you go from being this unique important individual on this planet to just being you know like a person that knows they're supposed to say certain things 
and I will say that as you're doing this, um, it can be prepare yourself because it can be terrifying in a certain <laughs> sense. It's worth it. Absolutely. Because the connections are so much more meaningful, but it can be terrifying because you feel very exposed. You are aware in that moment of like, oh, you actually see me. And then and there's a sense of like, and now there's no hiding. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like you yeah. see the real me. This is but like to me, that's what's really beautiful, because when you see an authentic person and you are seen authentically, you know, you can connect with that person and you, and you realize you don't have to be perfect. I see all of your flaws. I see where you're coming from. I see, you know, the reactions that you were having. You move those aside. And if I'm really being honest with myself as mm -hmm. well, I also have those reactions. Mm -hmm. So I understand and I'm not judging you for it because we're moving those reactions. You know, we're putting it in front of us. We can then be honest that you have those. I have those. Mm -hmm. You have these other feelings or histories. And I have something that's kind of similar. And hey, look, we're both humans together. Yeah, it deepens the relationship. It makes it a more clean way to empathize. It's more inviting for empathy because it's like, you know, and, and we'll close with this, but one of the powers of group therapy is when some, when one person decides that they're going to go ahead and say what's actually going on for them, the entire group drops a level, the whole enchilada, so to speak. So with that in mind, maybe if you're going to try this to start out with, start with a close friend. Yeah, and I will say too, just you know, as we close here, uh, and then I'll I'll let you do our our closing <laughs> outro. I'm like, wait, wait, one more thing, one more thing. Um, as therapists, it, people don't understand. I think we get a lot of practice doing this, and so in a lot of ways, we see and experience the value of it. And then I'm trying to teach people to do this, right? And it's extremely valuable. And so what I say is, you know, we listen to people beyond where most people are listening to you. If you're a client and you go to you go to therapy, your your therapist is listening to you more and harder and longer than anybody else is listening to you because most people stop and then they give their own feedback. They tell you what to do. They fix the problem or they share their own story. But we're trying to like really understand. And that's the power of it. Right. So it's like when you can set your reactions aside, like young Pueblo is talking about, recognize those and just keep listening, keep observing. You will experience like literally. Aladdin, a whole new world. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. No, do it. Sing it. No. Because right. I don't have a magic carpet to ride on. Um, but I would. I would love to be in the desert right now out of the snow. Um, anyway, but you will experience a whole new world of the other person, of relationship, of things beyond your own reactions that are so much more real and so much more grounding and safer than what all, all your worries are telling you. The juice is worth the squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 